Okay, we are live. Welcome to the Crane Christian Church live stream. If you'll go to Matthew chapter 13, and you know, full disclosure, right? Which I don't do very often. Um, I, as I'm studying this again, and when I say again, I mean, I've, this is not new territory. But um, as I studied this again, I began to dig and dig and, and pray and dig. And we shall see where it takes us this morning. How's that? Okay. You may have as good an idea of where we're going as I do, because I'm, I'm not sure we're going <laughs> to say everything that I'm thinking. Okay. How's that? So I want to start off with a little story. Um, sometime I think I'm a pretty big deal. My dad told me that in the last days of his life. And, uh, he said, you know, Bruce, some, sometimes I thought I was a pretty big deal. And so I think sometimes I'm a pretty big deal. But I was reminded of something that happened years ago that kind of put me in my pretty big deal in my pretty big place, okay? I was traveling with uh, a couple of guys. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very eclectic person. I don't know how eclectic you know I am. But I'm pretty eclectic, and I like to use big words. I don't know what it means. But um, I uh, was traveling, and one of the guys I was traveling with really had some pretty strong Hindu beliefs. And the other one, you know, was of the Jewish persuasion. And we were traveling together. We got to a place, and uh, there just wasn't enough room for us all. There wasn't enough room for us all. And they had room for two of us to sleep in the house. And I said, those are going to sleep in the barn. And the Hindu guy immediately just said, well, you know, I don't mind at all. You know, where I'm from, it's nothing to sleep, you know, around. And he goes out there and he gets in the barn. A little while later, there's a knock on the door. And he says, I'm sorry, you know, Cows are sacred to us, and I really can't sleep out there because there's a cow out there. And uh, so the Jewish guy said, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And, you know, me being a pretty big deal, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. And then the Jewish guy, he goes out there, and he's going to sleep in the barn. And uh, a little while later, he knocks on the door, and it's like, I can't stay out there, guys. There's a pig out there, and you know, I can't be around anything unclean. And I said, oh, great. So I get on, get my bedroll, I go out there, I think, oh, great. I lay down and I go to sleep. And what they told me later was, a little while later, there was a knock. And the pig and the cow was knocking on the door, said, we can't sleep out there with him. If you believe that really happened, uh, we'll uh, put you on our mailing list. Anyway, so, because you need help. Matthew 13, I don't know, I heard that this week, and for some reason, I was thinking I was such a big deal, and I thought, you know, that's probably really the what would happen, you know, for a long time. 13 and 1, on the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and a great multitude's, Oh, sorry, and great multitudes gathered together to him 
so that when he got into a boat and sat, the whole multitude stood on the shore and he spoke many things in them in parables. Now guys, I want to tell you, I've been to several communications-based teachings where you go and you learn how to communicate, okay? Uh, luckily, I didn't have to pay for any of it. But anyway, but the point being is I've been to several of those. It had nothing to do with religion. It had nothing to do. This was about how for me to get a point across to you. With I'm, I'm teaching, I'm uh, selling, whatever. And what you remember more than anything else is not facts. I mean, there might be a fact that get to you and they get to you and you, you, um, you know, that might mean something to you. But what you will remember is a story when it touches your heart. That's the way you communicate things. People, like if, if we were talking about uh, Africa, we were talking about Pastor Jeremiah, then I would tell you the story of a, a person in Africa that, that, something, that he was able to minister to. Does that make sense? Or a jail ministry, the same thing. You, you follow me so far? Okay. So Jesus took these parables and he started them all like this. Many times he would say, the kingdom of heaven is like, okay? And this one, he starts out a little bit different. He says, behold, a sower went out to sow. And that, when we say sower, we're not talking about the bank sewing center in Camden, Arkansas with sewing machines. We're talking about the way they sowed seed back in those days is they put it and they went like this along the rows, okay? And they go on a road, they come around and they sow the seed to cover a field, okay? He went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. And he who has ears, let him hear. He's talking about, he is sowing the kingdom of God. He's sowing the truth of who he is and what he's there for. What has happened through the years is we've taken this story. This is what I believe. You don't like it, you know, hit eject. Well, I guess they don't have eject anymore. But anyway, take out the eight track. But anyway, um, literally guys, we have used that. So what he's talking about is the truth about, you know, women wearing pants. The problem is women's wearing pants. The truth, you know, it, it, we've used it for everything other than, as I got to digging at this, he's talking about the basis of the information of the kingdom of God. You see how I can use a lot of, you know, the reason that the so-and-so's happening is because this, I, to sell you something. But here's the deal. I don't want to sell you anything. I want us to understand what God's trying to tell us. So the first thing he says is the sower goes out, okay? A sower went out to sow. And so Jesus 
shows up and he is telling them the truth, isn't he? He is telling them the truth that things are about to change. Things are about to change. And guess what? I could say the same thing and it would be true. But the reality is, is this. As he's saying that, he's describing the seed is the same. I want you to get this point. The seed's the same. Whether it went in the ditch or, okay, by the wayside, I call it the ditch, but you understand. Whether it goes over this way and the birds eat it, okay, the seed's the same. The seed is, is the same. The person's throwing it and it's where it's going, okay? So he's here to start a revolution. Quietness everywhere. I can hear a pin drop. Jesus has come to start a revolution at that time. What's been going on, if you read the Bible, I have people contact me and say, you know, the Bible can't be true. It doesn't say, you know, the timeline doesn't line up. There's, they don't say anything about dinosaurs, and I've seen a dinosaur tooth and all this stuff. You know, it's not a book about dinosaurs, I promise you. Okay, if you're going to buy a Bible and read it and say, I'm looking for the dinosaur part, you're going to be disappointed. Okay. What the Bible is, is a picture, a book, a history of the seed, the seed of rightness. It starts with Adam. It gets perverted, doesn't it? God immediately then starts going to say, I'm going to bring, someday we're going to stomp on that devil's head. Is that what happened? Is that he say that? That's not the King James Version. But what happened is literally, he literally says, I'm going to do that. And then it's the story of the seed through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right? And you look at that and the way he used his law to reflect his glory, how he used his law to reflect how far we are from the reality that he wants us to be, that the reality of holiness, does that make sense? And what we had to do then is have a temporary measure of, of a bull, sheep, to, to, in faith, they did those sacrifices, that there was a better sacrifice coming. And then Jesus shows up and says, it's time to start throwing the seeds. It's time to start throwing the sheep, seeds. And the seed was the seed of the truth of who he was. I've never preached this before. I've preached in general about the kingdom, but the seed was the truth of who he was. Because this was revolutionary. Because they were saved because of who their daddy was. Or their circumcision. Or the fact that they didn't drive their buggy more than so many feet on the Sabbath. No, I'm, listen to me. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what the law, and I'm not going to, we're not going to, this is not a college class. We're not going to get into all that. But the, the reality is, is that was the truth. But he had a seed of truth about the gospel, the good news of who he was. And he, he was, that's what he's talking about. So think about the first place that he says. If you jump down to 18, 13, 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. So he's talking. It's in red here in the 
New King Jim. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, okay, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. He's talking about, is he talking about a person? Does it say he? That's general for all of us, boys, girls, whatever. Okay, now watch this. Now, when I was praying over this, when I was looking at this, and I don't think that I have a complete view of any, any subject in the Bible, so don't think that I'm that, think so much of myself. But let me tell you what he's saying today. Okay, watch this. I can't tell you how many people that I have told the gospel and literally they think these words and the reason I know they're thinking that is because it comes out of their mouth. Okay, or some version of what I'm about to tell you. That's too good to be true. That's not fair. How could how could he down the cross for me and the sin and, and a guy who does murder gets the same thing as a guy who um, lusts after something that's not his? How is that fair? Because he's rich in grace. He pay, it's all paid for. And don't murder nobody and don't lust. I'm not giving you all this. You know, yeah, just take this rope and hang yourself. No. When you stay in the cell, your side of the road, stay out of the ditch. We have to call a tow truck to get you out. I'm just telling you guys, but look at what it says. He says, and does not understand it. And I want to tell you, the biggest misunderstanding to me is I just don't, I just don't think God, cause we don't think, we think that he works inside of our boundaries, our mind boundaries. How could that person be saved? How could, how could I be saved? I'm good most of the time, especially while y'all are watching. I'm serious. But how could I be saved? Because, you know, here's the deal. Let's look at Lazarus. All right? That little girl died, and Jesus went over there, and she's still in the bed. It has just been minutes or hours. It just happened. Is she dead? As we say in my business, DRT, dead right there. Okay. So, and, or if you're in South Arkansas, they say graveyard dead. Okay. Like there's another kind. Okay. But here's the deal. Or dead right now. Okay. If they're thinking about the resurrection. But watch this, guys. Was that little girl dead? Yes. Was she kind of dead? Nope. No. And he raised her. He said, he said, sugar. from the dead. Yeah. Okay, now Lazarus is dead to the point he stinks. Yeah. Is that what Jesus said? Yeah. No, he didn't say that. He's, that's what they said. He said, man, we move this thing, it's going to stinketh. And I can't tell you how many times people said, we do. It, it, you know, what about that? And I said, man, we messed that, it's going to stink. But what's this? Was he dead? Yes. Is he more dead than the little girl is dead? No, no they're all dead. And we were dead in our trespasses. And his word says that he died so that we might live. So let's, let's get on the same. If we can't get in, if we just get through one point today and believe it, the truth is, is he died for our sins. So it's not about what you did, what you do. It's about what he did and what he is doing. And it does matter what you do. Read the Bible. <laughs> 
read the consequences of us being the jerks that we are sometimes, okay? So we're not gonna get into specific sins this morning because I don't, you know, I don't have time. Y'all got too many. So anyway, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in his heart. And this is he who receives the seed by the wayside. This is about people. This isn't about ideas. Okay. And I want to tell you something. If you're, if you're having to stumble across this, I want you to hear what I'm saying. He died on the cross so that you can live. And you say, Bruce, I don't have my finances worked out. I don't have my love life worked out. I don't have my thought life worked out. Listen, listen, I have not one time, and I'm not a great fisherman. We got some good fishermen in the audience this morning. But I want to tell you something. I'm not a good fisherman, but I can tell you, I have never cleaned a fish and then caught it. Not one time. God takes care of our sin in the spirit and then in the flesh it starts falling off later. I want to tell you something, guys. And, and I loved it when people tell me, said, you know, I did this for many years. I got saved and I lost all desire. And praise the Lord. Can you spread that out? Be quicker. I'm all about quicker. All right. So second one is this. He says, but he who receives the seed on stony places, this is him who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. He believes it. This person believes it. Are you listening? He believes it. He needs it so bad he's willing to believe it. You see what I'm saying? Him or she, she need, they need it so bad it's like, man, this is good news and I'm, I'm all up in it. I want some of it. Are you with me? But watch this, verse 21. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now guys, I have a lot of people that I deal with on a regular basis, and I'm not this... Don't try to figure out any, anybody or anything that I'm talking about. But here's the deal. I can't tell you how many people that I have in my life that are believers. They love the Lord. Okay? And here's the deal. What they have not gotten is the root. Because they can't have any good fruit because they constantly... In themselves, they're, they're, it's, it's the struggle inside themselves where they won't lay that down and say, God, it's, I give myself to you. I give this to you. I want to tell you, some of y'all heard this story. I have to use a little illustration. I don't want to fall out of it because I don't get it out much. But this is my wallet. My wallet was not the first thing to get saved on me. Or the second thing, or the third thing, or the fourth thing. I don't like nobody messing with my money, okay? But here's the deal. At some point, God said, that wallet is mine. Now watch me. And I ain't, we ain't taking them to offer. We, already, that, we don't even take it off, but it don't matter. But anyway, but the point being, we got a thing up front to put it in. But yeah. But watch this, guys. I want you to hear me when I say this. My wallet got saved 
because he wanted to bless me and the spirit. God spoke the world into existence. You think he's worried about the little check I write? You know what I'm saying? He spoke it into existence. You think, I don't know how we're going to make it if Bruce don't. No, it was for me. Because as I grabbed hold, as I got a root in that and pushed aside, you know, and, and, and got that settled in my heart and was obedient and was obedient and was obedient. He has blessed me beyond measure right there. And, and I don't know how many times in the gospel that God uses finances to explain Christian principles. And guys, what's this? He, and it says these words, and I don't, I've never preached this before that I remember, which don't mean nothing, but yet has no root in himself, but only endures for a while. I can't tell you, man. I, I've seen this over and over in people's lives. They progress and they progress. And this is a cough drop, by the way. In, in, the, in, in this walk with Christ, but they reach this place where they say, I ain't, ain't going to do that. They say no. And when they say no, that's where it stops. And that doesn't mean they're damned, doomed. That doesn't mean, what it means is their fruit, they're not going to have much fruit because they're not willing to give that part of their life to God. They're not willing to give that part of their life to God. And I want to tell you something. Yeah, I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to use that. Okay, let's do something else. Sometimes you just need to wash the car and start over. Okay, put a good wax on it and then just go from there. Okay, and they said, I don't make any sense. Well, just, I want to say flesh the commode, but so, I didn't use that as illustration. But, but here's the deal. The, yeah, some of y'all didn't like that. But watch this, guys. Literally, you get to a point and you, you know, you keep hitting against this, hitting against this. And some people say, you know, well, God, you know, this, this, it's, and, and we start blaming God, we start blaming God. And what it is, we have no root in ourselves. And open yourself up, let that, and I love the scripture. And when I studied it, it became even more deep to me. It became more solid in my heart. You know, when it's talking about the vine and the vineyard, and here's the deal. When it talks about being connected to the vine, that word vine in a big vineyard, that is that, that vine that he's talking about is not the vine that goes out to the grape. It's this base root thing in the middle that everything's going from and those little vines run all up, all over the place but this thing is the where the water comes up through the ground it all comes through there be connected to that and I want to say something say something if you want fruit in your life you have to be connected to the vine and I love church I come to church every week and and I watch church and I and I pray for the church and I, I live I try to live the life that God would would expect his body to live. But what's this, guys? Literally, my connection with him is what matters. That's where the fruit comes from. Okay. So anyway, that's the second point. The seed in stony places. He's received it with joy, but that persecution rises and he says, It ain't it, it, it it's not worth it. And stay connected to him. And I want to tell you, that that's what makes a difference. I don't like number three. Okay. 
because it worries me. All right. Now, he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Guys, remember when I was coming up in the church, okay? I was, of course, in Huddig, Arkansas, which is a little town 32 miles south of El Dorado, or if you're from down there, it's El Dorado. Um, there's teething marks on that Assembly of God church pew where I was raised. I did a lot of good sleeping too underneath them pews and then the little ladies was dancing around me. And But a lot of fun we had was cause the, the sprint, the screens weren't real good on the winters and the walls would get through and they'd hit them beehive hairdos and boy, you could see some, we didn't know if that was getting in the spirit or if that was just getting rid of the walls. So anyway, a lot of movement during church. The day the squirrel went to church, no, never mind. That's the song, but anyway. So, but watch this. What I watched was through the years, the focus become the bigger focus, become the bigger focus. And then we start having national ministries that were, that were televangelists, that were all those things and all those things. Man, it was just, it was like a heyday. It was like the most wonderful thing in the world. You know, finally, it, you know, God was doing great things. But then what happened? All this money. And what happened is things started coming out on these evangelists. Things, remember that? Remember all that, guys? And I'm not going to talk about people. This is not about people. This is talk, it's about the gospel. The deceitfulness of riches. I want to tell you, guys, you have to be so careful to make sure that, you know, that, this, this, that the church isn't a business, that the religion is not a business, that the reality is that the business is being about our father's business. And hey, I like to pay the, the uh, we're talking about the electric bill earlier. So anyway, literally the seed among the thorns, it just cares of this world. How do I look? You know, how does this do? How does this work? All of these things get here and the kingdom of God gets here and there's not gonna be any good fruit come from that. Are you following me? Right. The fruit does that mean they're damned? No, it doesn't talk about damnation. It's talking about fruit. And do you want good fruit in your life? Do you want good fruit? I want good fruit in my life. And there's been some good fruit because I've done some, planted some good seeds. There's been some, some fruit. I'm like, oh my Lord. Hope we've got to keep that covered up. Anyway, so the, like I say, the seeds and the thorn, the lust, the desires, and as I studied this, I went right back to Adam and Eve. Remember, Adam and Eve had it all. And we've received Christ. We have it all. We have it all. But it's not enough. The, the temptation and the lust of this world says, well, you know, this would help you. This would be better. This is this little bit better. Everything's got to be a little bit better. And as we do that, I want to tell you, that's why we sang simple gospel this morning, because the gospel of Jesus Christ, the reception, the receiving of Christ is enough. You know, the New Testament, we studied that during the, uh, 
for Sunday school, a lot of times we've talked about it. It's always so irritating to me. It's just so convicting. Literally, I mean, he says, you know, you shouldn't worry about what you're going to wear tomorrow. You, could, you shouldn't worry about what you're going to wear tomorrow. You shouldn't worry about what you're going to do tomorrow. You shouldn't worry about your, which, which, you know, how you look on the outside. It's all about the inside, all that. And I'm thinking, you know, that's so far from where we are. And so if we're not careful, that will be the thorns that keep us from bearing good fruit. Do you want good fruit? I want good fruit for generations, okay, till we all go home to glory. The fourth one is the good ground. Okay. I mean, you'll say this with me, say, I, I want to be good ground. And here's the deal. I was studying Joshua again. I'm going to try to stay out of it. Not, not studying part of it, but I'm not talking about it. Because <laughs> it'll turn the train. But watch this, guys. I'm just telling you. At some point, Joseph he has suffered to the point we think about it. His, his brothers sell him. He's lied on, he's put in prison, all of these things. He's in he's in Egypt, all all this thing stuff is going on. And and do you ever think at some point, that's not in the Bible, but I just got to believe at some point he says, what am I doing wrong? Do you ever, I mean, the story of Joseph is, is wonderful. It's got so many pictures in it. So much type and shadow of, of Jesus and, and eternity. But guys, at some point he had to think, good grief. I'm trying to be a good boy here. And look, this is all going bad. That's the word I'm looking for, bad. But anyway, here's the deal. Literally, as he's before his dad, Isaac puts his hand out on his boys. Ephraim and Manasseh. He puts his hands on them. And he says, hey, gonna be okay and their names mean I've forgotten the past and fruitfulness and guys watch this he had to go through all that to get his ground ready for that fruit and let me tell you what happened to his fruit let me tell you what his fruit was I get worked up over this his fruit was the salvation of his people. Now, I don't mean from hell. I mean from starving to death. Is that what happened? He saved everybody in that region, including his dad, his mean conniving brothers. He saved them and their families because of God put him there and interpreted the vision and then began a program of putting back so that they had it when the famine came. Is that what happened? He wants to do the same thing with you. He wants to do the same thing with me. And I'm not talking about canning peas and putting them in a thing, but if you want to, I like peas, okay? I was, I've been missing some fresh peas, but anyway. But the point being is this, guys, black-eyed peas is what I'm talking about, not green peas. Anyway, not that it really matters in the context of this, but 
But what's there's a squirrel. But no. But watch this, guys. Literally, that's what he wants to do in us. That's what he wants. He's looking for men and women who are willing to pay the price to get that ground, those to get that to to pick that seed up, move it into good ground, to to be willing to to go through what it takes to get them rocks and stuff out of the thing. And I've seen it over and over. It's painful, ain't it? And as he does that, we're becoming more like him. And that's when the fruit, that's when the fruit happens. And here's the deal. Here's the last one. He tells another parable. It's like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while he slept, his enemy came and sowed tares, which is weeds, when I was a kid, they called it stickers. I don't know if it was weeds and stickers or some kind of burrs. But when the grain had sprouted up and produced a crop, the tares or the weeds stickers also appeared. So the servants of the owner came up and said, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Yeah, he did. Then how does it have tares? Now I want you to... I'm going somewhere with this and we're going to quit. But I want you to listen to what I'm saying. You weigh it. If you don't like it, bless you. Okay. But watch this. Jesus came. That's why we did this song this morning. Simple gospel. He came and stood up on the last day of the feast and said, anybody that's thirsty, come on up here. There's no prerequisite. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. And we have taken the teachings, the story of Jesus, we have Americanized it, we have done all this over and over to the point that it's this wheel that's going like this right here and it is, it's, it's picked up all of this other stuff with stickers and weeds. Amen. Now see, He's talking about idea. Again, he's talking about the kingdom of God. He's talking about the he came there with an idea which I am here to save the world. And we have taken that and we have complicated stuff that we all we do is argue over the, the nuances of it, where the world's sitting back there saying, Why why should I get part of that? Right? And I'm asking you, how much of your theology, how much of that is weeds that's been picked up, that's been sown? Because I want to tell you something. Um, if you're working undercover, you got to have a story that you can remember. Yes. And it's got to have some truth in it. It's got to have something that your brain can go back to. The best lies have some truth in them. And I want to tell you something. There's a lot of lies out there that's got some truth in them. But they are literally, it's growing up. And I want to tell you, at the end of time, what's going to happen? I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about ideas. At the end of time... I love the way Brennan, Brennan Manning says this. I'm not going to try to quote it because I messed it up. But here's the deal. He describes a situation where people are walking into heaven. <laughs> He's actually quoting another author and then he embellishes a little bit. And everybody's sitting around going, how in the world did they get into heaven? You know? And I'm going to tell you something. What he finishes with is 
this glorious picture of the reason that, that this person will be in heaven is because of the glory of God. It ain't because of nothing I've done right. Oh, you know, you've been a preacher at the same place for 20 years. No, that's a blessing to me. That's what keeps me from in, getting in the ditch. No, listen, it's because of the grace and the mercy and the glory of God. Amen. And that's why every week, okay, I guess I put it somewhere. We take the little cup and we celebrate the fact that his blood was shed for me. That his body was broken for me. The reason that's so important to me is because that we stay on the path that says it's not what we did, it's what he did. Right. And it's not, this ain't, yeah, whatever. If you don't like it, change the channel. So, here's the deal. But when the grain is sprouted and produced the crop, they've appeared. And I want to tell you, if you look around, you see a lot of weeds. And I'm not judging folks for nothing. If you ain't got a weed, you ain't in the field. Okay? So watch this. What's going to happen? Let them grow together to the harvest. In the time of harvest, I will say the reapers gather first the tares and bind them up. And I'm going to tell you something. When he shows up, any weird ideas you have is going to disappear in the fire of his glory. Because I'm going to tell you something. He loves you so much. He'll die for you. And has. And will. If you will accept him today. He loves you. And Father, I thank you so much for these people both here. And those sitting in their homes or listening to this as they go down the road. Father, I thank you so much for them. And first, Lord, I thank you so much for your grace because, Lord, you have spread your grace on me and my family in this place, God. And I thank you so much for it, Lord, because in our righteousness is filthy rags, Lord. When I'm doing the best that I do, Lord, it's a mess. So, Lord, we give ourselves to you. Filthy rags and all. And Lord, this morning, Lord, help us to see the reality of the wedding garment, oh God, that you have prepared. And I receive my wedding garment, Lord. Those who are cast out are the ones who won't receive the free wedding garment that you provide at the wedding, Lord. So as we are in your presence this morning, Lord, let us just say, Lord, I need a Savior whether you've been in church all your life or whether this is the first time you ever heard anything about Jesus, you need a Savior. And Lord, we receive you and accept you and love you and help us to be the men and women you've called us to be, Lord. If you need to take a rock out of my, land, out of my stuff, if it's keeping some fruit out, Lord, then Lord, you have full authority in my field, oh God. Let me bear fruit for you, oh God. And I know it's not a painless operation, Lord. Salvation is free, but fruit costs extra, Lord. So Lord, let us have fruit in our lives that reflect you. And we give our lives this place and everything 
that has breath praises you together this morning, Lord. We love you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great day. God bless you and keep you. Let his light shine on you and give you peace.